0: My opinion is you need to be willing to take a course and educate yourself on how to better your skills and how to use the machine. You need to read up on coffee so you can better understand about coffee and how coffee is brewed. For you to be serious on making good coffee, you need to have an understanding of the equipment you're using. Welcome to the Blandy Coffee Podcast. All coffee, no sugar. The original podcast dedicated to strip away the buzz, the marketing spin, and the hype by getting under the hood and giving you all coffee, no sugar. The only coffee podcast show, motivating you to take action and accelerate your results with your coffee and your business by sharing tools, resources, ideas, reviews, and interviews which work on getting you the biggest results by concentrating on the important small things. Now here's your host, Patrizio Blandi. Welcome to the Blandy Coffee Podcast, all coffee, no sugar. I'm your host, Patricia Blandy. I'm also the owner and coffee roaster for Blandy Coffee. Blandycoffee.com is my website. This is a place where you can find more information on ways to improve your coffee and ways to improve your coffee experience. If you do enjoy the show, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. It only means that you will be automatically notified when a new episode is available. This is episode number four. How to make a consistent coffee even if you're a novice. This is part three. Now I'm going to explain about the brew equipment. Before I get into that, and if you just started to listen to my podcast, I'm doing a five-part series. I will quickly give a, a recap on the previous couple of episodes. I have already talked about how to find beautiful, fresh coffee in episode two. And in episode three, I've talked about six key features to look out for when buying a coffee grinder. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, please go back because they are the foundations on how to make a consistent coffee. You can listen to them individually if you want to hone in into a specific topic, then yes, you can listen to them. But if you want to capture the overall picture, then it's best to listen to them, each part, starting with part one. I'm talking about the brew equipment in this episode. To keep it the same throughout each episode, I'm talking about a brew method being an espresso brew method. In these series of episodes I've stuck to a particular brew method and that is an an espresso style brew method. And I'm going to continue this on. As I've explained previously, it doesn't really matter what your brew method is. If you understand the concepts from all five parts, then it doesn't really matter what brew method you use, you're still going to make a consistent coffee. And that's the beauty about this series of podcast if you want to brew espresso coffee you need a coffee machine if you haven't been involved with coffee before I really suggest that starting off with a coffee machine is not a good idea I suggest starting off with a stovetop or a French press if you've just come onto the scene of coffee buying a coffee machine can be overwhelming It could be frustrating, and it is a lot of work. I truly believe, in my opinion, it's better to start off with something simple, using a stovetop or a French press. Uh, A French press takes a little bit less time to prepare, and I think that is a great stepping stone, especially if you're coming from the world of instant coffee. It takes about the same time as making instant coffee. You are getting a fresh brew of coffee, and that's the difference. You're going to get taste. You're going to get aromas. Um, You you are going into a different galaxy. So it is a good stepping stone to come into. And if you keep continuing that and your passion does grow, then you can look into going into making espresso coffee. But having an espresso coffee machine at home, it can take some time for you to prepare a, a beverage. People today are in a hurry and don't have time and that's time consuming and it can be a lot of work as well. So really there's two different markets or uses for an espresso machine. There is a domestic market and a commercial market. A domestic market is what basically what you use at home and office those type of environments. Your commercial uses are you know, take takeaway shops to cafes, anything that's of high volume that's becoming a commercial and, and where money is traded, obviously. Domestic type coffee machines. It is for home, but you still need to know about making coffee. My opinion is you need to be willing to take a course and educate yourself on how to how to better your skills and how to use the machine. You need to read up on coffee so you can better understand about coffee and how coffee is brewed. For you to be serious on making good coffee, you need to have an understanding of the equipment you're using. Making coffee at home is about a convenience. If you're trying to make a coffee before you go to work, if you're like me, you have 10 minutes to get dressed, eat something, have your coffee and get out. In ten minutes, it's very hard for you to start an espresso coffee because it might take you ten minutes to to get it going, then to get that grind happening, to do uh you know to dump one shot before you can use it. If you got ten minutes, it's going to take up more times. If you're using a French press, like I said before, it it's going to take as much time to make a French press as it would to make an instant coffee put in your your coffee grounds you put in your hot water stir it up wait a couple of minutes plunge it and you're done the time you need to wait for it to brew a little bit you can go and you know make a toast or whatever so it's a better way of making coffee if you're going to use it for something you need to do in the morning the coffee machine if you've got more time on a sunday or when you come home after dinner you can make your coffee then that's a good way to make your coffee you've got a bit more time to spend on it and to make that nice coffee so you don't have to rush and and then you're going to end up making some really bad coffee and you're going to get fed up and, you, and you're just going to go and start buying coffee again in a cafe if you do start on a stovetop or a french press or any other methods or you drip coffee and you do get passionate about it then I suggest, yeah, starting up is costly so you need to get a good grinder, good equipment and there's an upkeep of a coffee machine as well. That's a domestic use of a coffee machine. It is gonna take you some time to understand the concept of making an espresso coffee. If you have skills, that's great because then you know what's involved and you know what's involved in cleaning and maintaining a coffee machine. For commercial use, this is the probably the biggest investment that your business will have to take because to purchase a coffee espresso coffee machine is a very important tool in the fight of making consistent coffee. If you buy an espresso coffee machine with the wrong features, it can impact on your business productivity, the quality of the coffee and the overall customer experiences. The coffee making experience can be unpleasant for you and for your customers. If you have the wrong equipment, that's why I'm going to concentrate on the key features of a coffee machine that's going to give you the greatest output to making a consistent coffee. There are a lot of features you can get on a coffee machine these days, but we're going to look at the features that's going to give you the biggest impact for the little amount of money and little mi- amount of effort. If you Do buy the wrong equipment, changing your espresso machine because of the wrong decision can be difficult because it is an expensive, it is a a huge impact and it's a very difficult process for you to change your equipment once you've bought it. It's probably a learning curve, you buy something and over a couple of years you have to put up with it, work around it and then when the time comes you can upgrade it and then you can upgrade it to something a bit more better that captures the, the features that you need. In a commercial environment, the coffee machine is used daily. This machine makes you money. You must invest money and time to look after it. Buying the right coffee machine will help you make a consistent coffee and it will make you a great espresso coffee. Your milk froth that you produce from the coffee machine will be of high quality and calibre that is one good feature to have by having a good machine you got to be prepared to maintain the machine as i said in episode 2 having your own equipment is about taking control of your business and if you have control of your business you can do whatever you want you can find a new coffee supplier you can you can do whatever you want you don't you're not restricted by anyone by buying your own equipment You know what you're getting, you're doing the research, you're finding out what's working in your business, what's not going to work in your business. You're going to invest into something that's suited for you and for your business. By buying your own equipment, you're going to look after it. You're going to make sure your staff looks after it and you're going to maintain it regularly. And you might even have spare parts just in case to avoid any downtime of your coffee machine if you're running a business. You buy the equipment, you invest more time to look after it and treat it the way it should be treated. I think you need to ask yourself some questions before you buy an espresso coffee machine. Some questions you need to ask yourself before you buy an espresso coffee machine. What is the main use of the coffee machine? How much volume will you put through the machine? How efficient do you want to be with your coffee machine and your business? And what kind of redundancy do you have on the coffee machine if something does go wrong? In my opinion, I would stick to big name brands, something like a La zocco a Wega, a San Remo. Uh, I think depending where you are listening from, some of these will be a popular brand, some of these might be a rare brand. It's best to sort of ask a service repairer and ask them what's a common or what parts they keep on hand they'll give you a brand and then you go and look for a model be within your budget there are three types of espresso coffee machines there's a domestic espresso coffee machine there's a semi-commercial and then there's a commercial grade then there is four styles of espresso coffee machine is a manual, a semi-automatic, automatic, automatic, and super automatic. You can find those different styles of coffee machines in domestic, in the semi-commercial, and in your commercial grade coffee machines. Now, in your domestic coffee machines, they're designed to be around a home, to be designed for, for consumers not for a shop or for anything like that. So they look at what people average use of a coffee machine is. You know, you will probably not have a water outlet where you can directly connect it to the mains in a domestic home. Some people might have that. Some people are building and will allow for that. But generally, not everyone has a a mains water outlet. So you can plug in straight directly to your to your mains water so they will have a reservoir tank inside the coffee machine where you can pour in water and that's your water for brewing and steaming domestic coffee machines the brew pressure expresso coffee brews at nine bars there's nothing lower nothing higher there are coffee machines on the market especially in australia that they say there are 19 bars, 18 bars, 15 bars, you get all these crazy bars of pressure. At the end of the day, it can have that amount of pressure, but the brewing pressure cannot be more than nine bars. It doesn't matter what the coffee machine is capable of brewing, it can only brew and it's limited to brew at nine bars if you're making an espresso coffee. There's also a pod style coffee machine. This is defeating the whole purpose of having a coffee machine. The reason why you will have it is to have fresh coffee. Pod machines don't have fresh coffee. They pre packed in a capsule and they pre grounded coffee in them. They are not fresh coffee. Doesn't matter how well it's sealed, whatever. Once you grind it, you've got to use it within three minutes. That is the key to having a fresh coffee. If you work out the amount of coffee is in a capsule, which is roughly about five to 5.2, 5.5 grams per capsule, divide that over a thousand grams, which is one kilo of coffee, and your times are by each capsule price, you're roughly looking at $99 per kilo for your coffee. You're paying $99 a kilo for stale coffee. If you're happy to drink stale coffee, and pay that sort of money, yeah, go for it. But there is no coffee in the market and you don't need to pay $99 a kilo for coffee. You're paying for a convenience, I agree. You're paying a very high price and there is lots of ways you can enjoy coffee and be able to enjoy a coffee that tastes a million times better than a pod coffee. It doesn't matter what you do, unless you're putting in a fresh coffee in there, you're not going to get the great testing coffee. The other thing with pod style machines, they have crema, crema enhancers. Uh, or they use a bit of Robusta in there so that when you do brew the coffee, you can see a bit of crema happening. So you get that crema sensation. At the end of the day, in my opinion, it's crap coffee. It's very convenient. I give you that. It's a convenient way of making a coffee in the morning, pop in a capsule bang, you're on your way, you make an espresso coffee, froths the milk, bang, does everything. It's easy to use for that convenience, you're just getting crap coffee. With semi-commercial coffee machines, they're a hybrid, they're a machine that's part domestic and part commercial. It's a mixture of both. They built the same way as a commercial machine, probably use depending on your the price range you're getting at they they use the same pumps what they would in a commercial grade machine Um, but it's designed around domestic use and that means it still have a reservoir tank some of them some of them will have a feature where you can connect to mains line as well that have that option the power supply is limited for domestic use They take that into account and the footprint of the coffee machine designed to be around typical kitchen, that's a semi-commercial machine. It's taking both worlds into account. It's designing for home but having the commercial features of it. You can make some serious coffee with these machines but they're for very low volume as well because... If it has a reservoir tank, you're limited how many coffees you can make. They're typically one group handles. It's very rare to have two group handles in a domestic home unless you, you've got heaps of money to spend and can afford to have a machine of that expense. They are generally more expensive than your domestic type espresso coffee machines, but are cheaper compared to your commercial machines. The reason for that is one group so it's, it's limiting down to one boiler and stuff like that so it's it's making one version of what a three group machine would be uh, the amount of power that it needs to power up and stuff like that so they're specifically designed around a, a typical home the features available on your semi commercials are like I said you got a reservoir tank or it can be directly connected to water mains Usually one group of handle, typically or on one group head. Built, same as a commercial grade machine, has commercial pumps, heavy duty construction. It does have higher power consumption than your domestic, but it is, domestic, uh, it is limited to your domestic power supply. And in Australia, for example, it's limited to a 10 amp outlet. You still need to clean and maintain the machine as you would a normal coffee machine this does require some skill it will make some serious coffee and you will not typically find your pressures on this to be more than nine bars there's no machines in semi commercial I've seen that they they display 19 bars or over or under that they say this is a coffee machine typically brews at nine pressure it's accepted to be that so there's no marketing hype around that. These being typically like a commercial grade, but for home use, they'll probably have a bit more startup time, quicker startup time as you would in a commercial grade machine. It's for commercial, it's for it is designed around a domestic sort of environment. So it has to has to cater for people using it at home commercial machines the design of it is to handle high volumes it's designed and built to be strong the pumps they use is to handle the volumes of coffee i think typically they start at two groups and up i think four has been four groups has probably been the max it uses heavy duty pumps the boilers heavy duty elements heavy duty switches heavy duty knobs it's built to be used every second of the day it's a piece of equipment to produce money it's there to to make you that's why they're so pricey because the switches they have to use or the electronics behind it have to handle a bit of brutality you know pressing buttons constantly and it's going to take some wear it's, it's designed to take some grant the power consumption is typically designed to make you money, so it's designed to make quick, quick heating. So it's something there to to quickly heat. So it requires a bit more power consumption than it would your your typical semi commercial, your commercial grade machines. There's smaller lag times for heating up water when new water comes into the system. The elements will absorb a lot of power. Features you will get on a commercial grade, there's tons and tons but the main features I like to talk about are the ones that will give you the biggest results and, and, and they are like each group head will have the, its own boiler. The steamer to froth your milk will have its own boiler. If you've got a free group head, it will have three boilers, one for each one, then one for the steamer. A coffee machine that has individual boilers for each group head. You can individually control the temperatures on those group heads. They're the features that you look out for. If you're a boutique coffee shop and you do serve single-origin coffees and they might be brewing at different temperatures, instead of 95, you might have to bring it down to 91 or 89. Having that functionality to, to individually adjust the, the temperatures on the boilers is a great thing to have. Some coffee machines, the higher end of the market, have its own water pump. Typically, you'll have one pump pumping out the three heads. But in your more top end machines, they'll have one pump per head, group head. And that's giving you more, it's giving you access to, to be able to control the pressure and have a constant pressure over each head. If you have one pump controlling over three heads, you might have that drop in pressure because you have got to feed three heads. That's the difference. If you have one pump, it's dedicated to that group head. And the great thing about having individual boilers and individual pumps, it's redundancy. If you're a coffee shop, you can't afford to have your machine stop. So if one pump does go, which it's a machine, it's mechanical. Things tend to break and you got to accept that as being part of the world they will break down so you got to accept that and having three pumps it gives you the flexibility to shut down one one group head and to use the other two group heads until you get that one fixed if you do have a machine that has only one pump if it does go you're shut down completely that's what you should be looking out for it it does cost more money but you got to look at the end of the day you can lose more than that extra money that you need to pay for to have that feature in one day it breaks down. Design, water stability, pressure stability and temperature stability, they're the things I was talking about. So there's some features that you will see in commercial machines. Dials of espresso machines, you have the manual, semi-automatic, automatic, super automatic. The difference between these machines are manual machines. They were the machines when it first began. They were a truly hands-on machine. It did require a really high level of skill to use these machines. There's two type of machines, manual machines. There are the direct lever machines and your spring piston lever machines. The thing with these machines very hard to repeat that's why you need a very high level of skill to be able to use the machine the other reason why you can't repeat the same brew is because the springs that use in there as time goes the amount of tension on those springs will reduce and having that consistency will will go the heat on those springs might might produce a different type of brew When it first starts up, colder spring, no much heat on it might produce more tension. It gives you a different brew. So depending on temperatures, when you use it, how often you haven't used it, it can all vary your brew. So it is a very manual machine and it's very hard to repeat the same coffee time after time. The way you can notice between a direct lever machine or a spring piston lever machine you can usually tell a direct lever machine by the position of the lever at rest the piston machines are usually elevated in the resting positions and the direct lever machines rest the lever at a down position this manual machine there is another version of it and it's the the bees knees of, of the machines today and it's come of the age today it's given birth to these new high end pressure profiling machines and i think there are a few people that have gone back to realize that there was a good thing about these machines and a bad thing and they've ironed out bad things to give you these new pressure profiling machines with these new machines you can adjust the pressure at different times of it, at the extraction process You can adjust the pressure of the extraction at different times of the brewing brewing cycle. The way you can repeat this, is some machines have a, a program where you do it once and it can repeat it. If it is a manual one, and you don't have that automatic system, you can repeat it by the weight and the time. So you will start off the brew cycle. You will increase the pressure to three bars of pressure. That, that'll pre-infuse the grounds and wet the grounds and you keep it there for about five seconds. Then you'll slowly increase that to nine bars of pressure. Keep it there for about 10 seconds. Then slowly reduce that back to three bars of pressure. Keep it there for five seconds and then for the last five seconds taper back down to zero pressure and shut it down. That, that is one example of how you can do it. it it all can vary on type of bean and what you're trying to achieve out of the coffee machine so these new pressure profiling machines are the bee's knees they do give you a great coffee shot unbelievable i've tried one it's beautiful very expensive coffee machines but you need to be very experienced you need to understand the brewing cycle Once you understand that and have the experience and to to be able to operate in a high volume under those conditions of producing a coffee with those adjustabilities throughout the brewing cycle does require a high level of experience and understanding. Then you have your semi-automatic machines. Semi-automatic is initiated manually by pressing a button and is shut off manually by pressing the button again or it could be a switch. You can move the switch to the on position and then shut it down when you finish the shot by manually pushing down on the switch and shutting it off. The activation of the switches will engage or disengage the pump. The temperature is controlled automatically. The pump is automatically turned on when you press the switch and it is shut off when you turn it off. You decide when to turn the pump on and when to turn the pump off. Automatic machines, is initiated manually and it shuts off at a preset volume of water and it is selected and programmed by the buttons on your, on your coffee machines. There are single shots or double shots, your long blacks. You can program all those features onto the machine. You are controlling and you are programming the volume of water going through the coffee machine. That's how it knows when to shut off. Looks for a particular volume of water. Super automatic. I would not say it's the bee's knees, but it's more razzle dazzle machines. It does grind, it does dose, it does tamp. It's a razzle dazzle machine. Grinds the coffee beans for you. It'll dose it for you. Then it'll tamper it. It'll brew it and then eject. It'll eject the spent puck, and it's done. It automatically does the whole process for you. There is a built-in coffee grinder. These things are harder to adjust to get it to the appropriate setting. And if you do get it to the best setting you can, it does vary throughout the day and readjusting that can be difficult. They're more fully set for a convenient place where you can set up this machine, leave it there for an office or for a service station where someone can just press the button, makes the coffee and you're on your way. It has a built-in milk frother and the things i see with these machines is maintaining and looking after the machines cleaning the grinder impossible not impossible but harder to do cleaning the pipelines for the milk frother because you just put your milk bottle there it sucks out the milk whatever whatever it needs to froth the milk If you don't clean that and maintain, if you don't sterilize the pipelines, then you're going to have a problem. It can make people sick. And that's what I found. When I've tried to have a coffee through these machines in a place where there's high volume, uh, people don't have time to clean the pipes. Uh, They just sit there and they keep filling up a tank or they keep putting the bottles there. And having that, someone cleaning that machine is... I, I've never seen it now power supply for these machines power supply your domestic machines are more catered for around your domestic home so they'll be sort of a, a, a low-powered coffee machine um, if you go to your semi commercial then they will start off at your peak for your domestic use and they'll and they'll go up from that so you might have to have a dedicated line on your uh, semi commercial coffee machines in your commercial machines, you have to have its own power supply, and these machines can take a fair bit of power. You have a choice of single phase, three phase power. Depending on your installation, if you're building, fitting off a new place, then you can cater for this, but if you have an existing coffee machine and you do upgrade, you must look at what you currently have at the moment. and Fit in with that, or you might have to get an electrician to give you a different line. In your commercial machines, you have a steamer. This can be controlled by a full pedal or it can be controlled by a knob. Well, features you can have on a coffee machine besides your, the main features of the coffee machine, these are a bit more to a convenience. Um, if you can't afford to get them, get them. They can make your life a little bit more easier. A steamer, you can have a coffee machine that has a full pedal. So instead of turning a knob, and if, you, if you're at high volumes, turning a knob all the time can be, can be uncomfortable. And if you have a full pedal, the good thing about it is you put your foot on, it turns on. Take your foot off, it turns off. So you have that instant on and off, which is a great feature to have. Cut warmers. Cup warmers are good to have because it prepares the cup for an espresso shot to be set at a preset temperature. It gives you a longer time to have your crema. Typically, you see cups pointing down. If you do have a cup warmer, it produces heat. So you will have to point the cups facing up. So you have the bottom on the machine. And you do that because, one, if you do that, it's warming the bottom part of the of the the cup that's where the beverage will go your coffee shot your brew will go on the bottom of the coffee cup if you point them facing down you're warming up the lips of the coffee cup which is not really it will eventually dissipate the heat throughout the cup but you are getting the main heat onto the the rim of the coffee cup it's better you point them up and the heat that's produced from the the cup warmer keep the dust off the cups that's only working it keeps the dust away only when the cup warmer is switched on or when the coffee machine's on when the coffee machine switched off the radiation of the heat will not keep the dust off the cups because the heat will is moving up so there's nothing that can fall onto the cups so that's why you point the cups and put the cups onto the cup warmers the other thing is the group heads you got a lot of things that they're on the market now and it's like pre infusion the pre infusion on the group head is for a couple of seconds before it starts a brew cycle it pushes the water at a lower pressure it won't have enough pressure to push the water through the coffee grounds and to produce a beverage. just enough pressure to wet the grounds and stay there and then the machine will activate the pump at the operating pressure of 9 bars and that's when you'll get the coffee to start off and make your brew. Temperature stability is a good feature um, it provides a constant temperature on each group head. It's le- electronically controlled and it saturates the group heads so the group heads, there's a circulation in the group head that continually keeps that group head at a particular temperature and the water in that group head is at a particular temperature so when you turn on that brew cycle you will get that uh, that temperature that you desire straight off the bat and, and that's what temperature stability constantly circulating around the head so there's no um, cold spots or hot spots it continually moving around so keeping that temperature stable. Another good feature to have is for tour cups. In Australia we have eight ounces and twelve ounce and some places have sixteen ounce. My opinion is you should have a eight ounce and twelve ounce. Nothing more if you're gonna serve a coffee beverage, like a latte or a a cappuccino. If you going to serve anything higher than 12 ounces, then it's it's more like a, a milk beverage, then it's a flavored milk. So you can have coffee flavored milk. It's no longer a coffee. It's It's a flavored milk. So stick to those two cup sizes. I think that's the ideal because you're there to drink a coffee, not to drink milk. If you want to drink milk, you order milk that has coffee flavor in it. Um, so when you look for a, a coffee machine, look for something that can cater for those cup sizes that you're going to use. So eight ounces and your, and your 12 ounces. Another feature to look for is the ability to change the group handles and have group handles that can handle different size baskets. Um, so you can adjust f- those baskets for the coffee you're going to use, your single origins or your blends or your decaffeinated coffee what I believe is a good way to find your coffee machine is to ask your service provider the people that service coffee machines ask them what is the most stocked parks you have like the most common machines that you service don't ask one ask a couple of service providers that'll give you a range of coffee machine brands that you can sort of keep an, an eye out for The reason for it, downtime. The longer it takes for your machine to get up and running again, you're gonna lose money. Every second counts. Having parts available is very important. Having a machine that's very hard to get certain parts or parts are not a common, they have to order them in, that is downtime for you. And that means you're not making money. Or you have to cater like borrowing a coffee machine for someone until that machine's fixed. Buying coffee machines, my belief is, own your own equipment. It is expensive, and there are people out there that are stuck with coffee suppliers that supply them with a coffee machine. Getting out of those contracts or getting out of that situation can be hard. My belief is, get out of that situation as quickly as possible. Own the equipment. It's easy for me to say, cash flow can be a problem. But there are there are ways. There are ways that you can get out and own your equipment. There are companies out there design hospitality industry that will give you money on a a rental arrangement that you can rent equipment and you can buy it out after say a year or two years. You can do it that way. So you don't have to use your cash to buy the equipment. You can pay it off at instalments. It does cost you a little bit more, but the end of the day is you're not using your cash flow to completely get rid of your cash flow. You can use them to get you the machine, and then at the end, you only have to pay half or something like that. There are ways you can get out of it. Just, if you really wanna get out of it, you'll find a way. It's like anything, if you really put your mind to it, you can get out of that. Action steps, if you are locked up in a contract, from your coffee supplier, take some steps towards owning your own equipment. If you are taking steps to buy a coffee machine or to get your own uh, coffee machine, look at the equipment you've got, look at the power supply you got, ask the electrician to come in and quote you up what it's gonna cost you so you know what your expense, expenses are and where you stand. There is a bit of information there for you to absorb, so I believe that's the most important features to have in a coffee machine. That gives you an understanding of what to look out for in a coffee machine. I've given you there some things to look out for if you are looking to buy a coffee machine and what key features are going to give you great results. There is a lot there for you to absorb and a lot for you to sort of research. So I'm going to leave it there. There are They are the main features for a coffee machine. I really want to thank you for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed the show and you believe it has helped you in any way, If you review the show on iTunes and give it a five-star review, it makes it more accessible to more people. It will go up in the ranks and more people will be able to access all this information like you have. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me and please enjoy your coffee. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Blandy Coffee podcast. All coffee, no sugar. Subscribe on iTunes to get the latest episode. Visit BlandyCoffee.com to get links and resources mentioned in this episode. And download the PDF which contains a full transcription of the episode. Enjoy your coffee and bye for now.